Welcome to How She Creates. You're listening to Season 2, Episode 17. Today, I am answering all of your creative questions. I'm covering three main topic areas, getting things done, the creative process, and being an artist. Welcome to How She Creates. I'm your creative fairy godmother, Lauren. I'm here to take you behind the scenes with all your favorite makers to learn how they create. We'll discuss what it means to live a creative lifestyle, the best resources and tools for making, where to find inspiration, and so much more. I hope these conversations encourage you to make more stuff and share it with the world so we can all see how you create. How She Creates is sponsored by Get Messy Art Journal. Get Messy is an art journal membership community that shares tutorials, inspirations, prompts, challenges, and more each week. Get Messy's goal is to help you nurture your creativity, become the artist you desire to be, and find your creative community. When you sign up for Get Messy's mailing list, you get access to three free classes, one on how to find your creative style, introduction to Art Journal 101, and Art Journal 102, Elevate Your Art Journaling. Get Messy has an amazing community of artists who are waiting to welcome and support you in your art journey. Learn more and sign up for Get Messy in their awesome newsletter at getmessyartjournal.com. I just want to say thank you guys so much for spending time with me, hanging out with me, helping me with ideas and um, different things for the podcast. And so if you are missing out on that, I would love for you to follow me on Instagram at Lauren Likes Blog. Um, of course, I share when new episodes are out and I share creative tips and ideas and projects that I'm working on over there. But in my stories, I like to ask you guys questions. I want to know what you want to hear on the podcast, who you want to hear from. Um, I ask for listener input there and so you can be featured on the podcast. So again, I would love for you to follow me, Lauren Likes Blog on Instagram, so that we can chat and hang out and get to know each other more. Um, and that you can help me make this podcast even better and even more helpful for you in your creative journey and your creative process. And I hope that that is what today's episode is going to do because I took a huge list of questions that you guys sent in and I broke them down into categories. I couldn't, I can't answer all of them today in one episode, but if you like these episodes, let me know and I will keep doing them and keep answering your questions. And so keep sending me them. Um, so I've broken your questions down into three categories today, and we are going to start with getting things done, making stuff, being productive in your creativity. And, um, I owe a lot of my creative productivity to two ladies, um, to Kaylee Gray. Uh, you all know her. She's on here pretty often. Um, Kaylee is the queen of getting stuff done, and so she has really helped me um, hone in my organization and my productivity skills over the years. Um, and Gretchen Rubin, who is the author of Better Than Before and The Four Tendencies. And so if you haven't read those books, I highly recommend them. We're actually working on a really awesome podcast episode about that. Um, so there's more coming on there. But those two people, I definitely would like to thank for helping me be so creative and organized. Um, and I also will say my experience as a worker in a job. Um, I've worked for a lot of different types of companies and different types of places. Um, 
and I was a social worker for the majority of my career before I became a full-time artist and so I learned a lot of organizational skills um, from work and so maybe you think that you're unorganized in how you create Um, so maybe look at how you get things done at your job, how that's helpful for you, what you like about that, what you don't, and you can apply some of those things to your own creativity, um, because everyone works differently and we need different types of motivation. So you have to figure out what works for you, but I'm going to share a couple of things that help me get things done that answer your questions. Um, so Of course, this always depends on what I'm doing. Uh, When it comes to things like the digital side of creating, um, I like to use batch processing. And so that is just getting grouping like tasks together and getting them all done at one time. Um, So that could be writing a bunch of blog posts all at once or um, editing photos for four blog posts at one time you know going through those processes because once you get going in a task it gets easier and it gets quicker but if you have to stop and start every time um, you know you're losing that time and I think that there is a statistic that I've read somewhere that whenever you stop and start you lose like 25% of your time or maybe it was even maybe like 40% I don't know now I'm just making up numbers but I know that Starting and stopping is not good for your creativity and for your productivity and for your time management. So setting aside time to batch things and do a whole bunch at one time is really helpful. Um, And that's true in the creative process too. You know, if you're preparing a journal, um, cut all of the paper that you need for it at once. uh, Or, you know, uh, put gesso on all of the pages at one time. Um, Look for little ways that you can cut time by doing things in batches and that will make your creative time much more easier which brings me to my next tip which is to um, pre-prepare things so if you know that you don't have a lot of time but you want to create something have a project already in the works have your journal already open have you know your collage bits already cut up Um, keep those things open and going and so you're never really having to start something new you're not having to think about what you're going to create you're just kind of diving back into what you were already working on and that will be really helpful in getting things done when you don't have a lot of time because that's a question that I get a lot is how to get things done when you have a full-time job and a family and all of these things going on and so I totally understand that I have been doing that for a long time too Um, And so those are some of the things that I do to help make my time more effective. Um, Another thing that I do is I will schedule art time into my day. Um, So whether that means writing it in my planner, um, you know, telling the people around me like, oh, I have to leave early because, you know, this is what I'm going to do today. But just making sure that that time is you know, protected and important in your day will help you accomplish it and get it done. Um, Another thing that you can do is take your supplies with you. You know, if you're sitting in the pickup line a lot or you're riding the subway, um, have a sketchbook or notebook or even if it's just an idea book, 
just so that you're working on those projects. So like I said before, when you have the time to actually work on them, you know what you're going to do and you're not having to come up with an idea and get started all at one time. Um, another thing to do if you don't have a lot of time to create is to take on some kind of project or challenge so that every day you're working on something similar and um, you're working towards a goal so that you have the motivation to go work on your creation or you're creating whatever you're doing. Um, But you are working in small bits so that you're not feeling the overwhelm of needing to complete one huge project all at a time. Um, And so that's another good tip is to make sure that you're looking at your um, progress over your finished project. And so, you know, if you want to create a huge painting or um, a hundred page journal, you know, after 10 minutes, you're not going to be finished and you're going to get, um, you know, defeated you're going to feel defeated that you didn't finish this thing Um, but if you look at every day for the past week I've spent 10 minutes working on this project and it's growing then that will inspire you and encourage you to keep going so if you have a full-time job if you have so much going on that you don't have hours and hours to work on your creativity that's okay Um, make sure you just give yourself that space to say that, you know, this is not a season in my life where I can create for hours a day, but I can make progress on something and, you know, print out a goal tracker. There's a ton of them out there or just make one, use your calendar, you know, make a paper chain, whatever it is, so that every day you are able to see that you did actually accomplish something. Um, and I'm, I'm doing that this year because sometimes I feel like I don't make art at all. Um, I was like, I, I feel like I just do, um, like answering emails and do things like that. And so I printed out a goal tracker and my goal is not to make art every day. I mean, of course it is, but not for this. Um, and so I'm just putting a mark on it every day that I do do something creative so that I can look back and see how frequently I actually am working on my art um, so that I can get a better overview and I don't sink into that um, place of being like, well, I never have time for creativity. I never get to do anything. But when I look at my calendar, I actually, or my tracker, I actually see that I did do a lot of creative stuff. And then I can see where the gaps are and I can figure that out and figure out where I'm struggling and how to make that better. Um, so those are my best tips, some quick tips for you on getting things done uh, and focusing on your creativity and getting stuff made. And then the next question I have kind of ties in here. And a lot of people wanted to know what a typical day looked like. And I love asking other creatives this question too. Um, so now that I have transitioned to working from home and being a full-time artist, um, my day looks a lot different than I expected. Um, so every day is different and it kind of ebbs and flows with the seasons and we travel a lot. So that also has a lot to do with it. Um, so right now I'm in a time of being at home and not having a lot of travel 
and having a kind of normal schedule. Um, and I'll tell you more about that as I get into what my schedule looks like. I've been working on creating a morning routine. Um, I know some people have those and they love them. Um, I have always been the wake up late, running super late, rushing out the door to get to work kind of person. Um, so a morning routine never really happened for me at home. I kind of had one at work, but sometimes it would get interrupted. And so I am kind of working on creating my ideal day and morning routine. And so what I've landed on is I wake up with my husband. He is a college professor. And so we wake up kind of at different times each day, depending on when his class schedule is and how tired we are. And um, that's one of my probably favorite parts about not having to work at a job anymore is that I get to wake up when I'm ready um, and kind of go about my day in that way. So we get up and have breakfast together and um, I will start my day by sitting with my hot tea in my favorite chair in the living room with the light coming in. And it's always a really great start um, to my day. But this is the hardest time because I just want to jump into working. And so I really have to force myself to sit down and have this time. And um, I know it starts my day so well. So I start with my tea. Um, I read my Bible every morning. I do like a devotional kind of thing. I use the um, She Reads Truth Bible. It's really, really beautiful. There's so much hand lettering and art in there. And they have a little um, reading guide. And sometimes there's devotionals in there. And so I spend some time doing that. And then I do my morning pages. And so if you haven't read Julia Cameron's book, The Artist Way, I would highly, highly encourage everyone to read that. So morning pages are three pages of just handwritten, long form, um, stream of consciousness kind of brain dump situation. And it's just a really great way to just get all your thoughts out there, work through whatever you're dealing with, thinking about. Um, sometimes it kind of doubles as like a prayer journal for me. Um, just whatever works. Some days I write about what I need to do, like my to-do list. Um, I write a lot about things that are bothering me. Um, and it's really nice because I see a lot of patterns and issues that are happening. And I can kind of address those once they come up over and over again. And sometimes I'm just writing like I'm trying to get to the end of the page. I'm trying to get to the end of the page. And that's okay. That's what they're for. Um, so I love those. And then I have a couple of different things that I do. I work on my art. So whatever that is, sometimes I do have something specific I need to make for Get Messy or um, for a creative challenge that I'm doing. Uh, sometimes I just play and I just want to do a simple DIY or, um, you know, I'm just working on a painting or whatever it is. I make sure I spend some time working on art for as long as that, that takes or as long as I need or as long as I have. Um, and then I try I'm not great at this yet, I'm still working on this habit, is to write every day. And normally that looks like writing a blog post or a newsletter um, or working on a new class or whatever that is, but I love to write and that's a big part of what I do. Um, and so I just wanna make sure that I'm spending time writing every day. And then sometime in my day, I try to get out of the house and go for a walk. Sometimes this is right away. Sometimes I have something else kind of planned. So I um, scheduled that in there. But 
that is my morning routine and what I follow. And one thing that I had to kind of figure out and the thing that I had to give myself permission for was that my morning routine could last as long as it needed to. And if it needs, if it takes me four hours to do those things in a day because I'm working on, you know, a big piece of art or something, that's okay uh, because that's why I do this job. Um, and so I have had to really transition from getting hung up on what I have to do and like I have to answer emails because I don't. That's not why I do this job. If I quit creating, then this job will go away. Um, so I have to focus on those things. And so then the rest of my day, I have planned out. Um, I kind of section days off to work on certain things. So on Sundays, I work on the podcast. Um, on Tuesdays, I work on stuff for Get Messy. On Thursdays, I work on stuff for my newsletter and for my blog and promotions and I kind of catch up on things on Thursday. Um, so each day is different. Um, right now I'm teaching some Zumba classes at some local international schools and so I'm kind of in and out of the house for those. So those affect my day and what I'm doing and of course if I need to run errands or have lunch with a friend um, that changes my day. But that is kind of the typical day. I have my morning routine and then I will work on whatever I need. So whether that's creating a class, doing customer service, um, writing a blog post. Um, so I spend about half of my day filling my own inspiration well, getting creative, and then I spend the other half um, on my computer editing things, recording podcasts, things like that. Um so I hope that's helpful for you and, and what a typical day looks like because it, it doesn't really, and I can, maybe I'll do a blog post. I can go more in depth. Um, I'll link to my day in the life post that I did recently um, so that you can kind of see more of what my day looks like. Um, but yeah, so let me know if you have more specific questions about that. So we're going to transition into our next section, which is about the creative process. And so your questions are, as you are creating a painting or any art project, do you ever get to a point that you hate the way it's turning out? Um, so what do you do with that? Do you leave it? Do you keep trying to save it? Where do you go from there? Yes, absolutely. There is a um, quote going around um, social media. Again, it kind of circulates on and off and it's the creative process and it's like, um, this is so great. This is fun. This is not going well. This is absolutely terrible. Oh, maybe this will work. Oh my goodness, this is great again. Um, so I think that is always, always, always the creative process. I always tell my husband, he's a um, musician and a teacher. And so he always comes home and he says that, you know, rehearsals were terrible today. And I'm like, you have a concert in a week. Your rehearsals are always terrible the week before concert. Um, and so it's, it's easier to remind him of that from the outside, but it's harder to remind myself. Um, yes, I constantly feel like my pages, when I'm painting or creating an art journal page, things are getting really bad um, because I've, I've been staring at it too long. My ideas are getting all muddled up together and I need to just kind of step away. So I will step away for a bit and then I'll come back. I'll have fresh eyes. I'll be able to add a new layer. I'll add something new, something different, you know, fix whatever I thought was wrong. Um, and you just have to keep pushing through 
And if you have pushed and pushed and pushed and you just feel like nothing is working and it's just terrible, that's really okay. You can tear that page out. You can paint over it. You can start over. Or you can just turn the page and in six months come back to it or not. Um, So I definitely think it's okay to quit on pieces that just aren't working. Um, But I think you have to try before you quit. You have to try and push through and give it all you've got. You can even post a picture online and say, this page is terrible. I hate it. What would you add to it? And you will get so many great um, ideas and some great feedback and people who love it and people who are like just paying over the whole thing. Um, but I think those are important things to do. So to step away, to keep working on it and to ask for feedback and help, and then to just walk away. If you've done all of those things, you can just turn the page. You have permission. The next question is, say you're starting out on your creative journey and you found a bunch of things that strike your fancy. How do you pick one or two areas to hone in further or do you try and experiment with all the creative forms all at once? I definitely have a creative ADD. Um, I love all the things. I have a craft supply for everything and I think that's important. I think you should explore multiple different mediums and new things because even if you're like, I know I love this one thing, learning another creative skill will open your mind. It will open the possibilities for you and you'll realize different ways to use your your favorite supplies. So let's say you love watercolor and that's the only thing you ever want to do. But then you learn or you experiment with acrylics well, you're going to learn new things that the acrylic paints do and then you can find ways to translate that into your work. Or maybe you want to add some acrylics in with your watercolor because you can do that. Um, So I think it's really important that you do explore a lot of different things. Um, And I think that you will naturally just find something you're more drawn to and um and then you can develop that further and keep going with that so if you're excited about something don't feel like you have to stop to try something new keep going in that direction um but then you know later on you're going to get bored with that and you're going to be glad that you have those other things that you can um, go back and dabble in further so i think that that is perfectly fine to try lots and lots of new things Um, And I think that naturally you will find something you want to hone in further. Um, And yeah, so just follow that. And you can do that to where you become an expert in that thing. Or you just can become pretty good at it. And that's as far as you want to go. You know, for me, I love to weave. And I like weaving and I have books on it and I've taken online classes on it. Um, But it's something that comes and goes and bursts for me. So I'm definitely not an expert in it, um, but it is really fun and I like to do it when I feel like it. So it's not something that I push myself to do every single day. Um, Art journaling is something that I push myself to do every single day because I have a whole business built around it and I know I love it and I know that it's good for me and my other creative things that I love. So I do push myself on that one creative path pretty consistently now if I'm getting miserable with it I will let myself back off for a few days but for the most part um, I I do try and do that consistently 
Um, but I have found that that is the one thing for me that is the best for exploring and experimenting and growing in my other art forms that I like to do, like painting. And so, yeah, so those are my tips. You will explore, explore lots of things, keep going with something that you love, come back to different things, and then find something that is eventually really important to you and very helpful for you and then push yourself to do that consistently. Now, the next section is about being an artist. And so these questions more have to do with um, what it's like to be an artist, how you can kind of get there yourself, um, and dealing with other people. So the first question is, about my creative story. Now I wrote up a very long blog post series about my creative story and I will link to that in the show notes um, which are just at lauren-likes.com slash podcast. Uh, you will see those show notes there and you can read that very long podca- uh, blog post series. Uh, but I'll give you a quick version here and then I'll give you some kind of updated bit as I haven't written in that post since I've become an artist full time so I'll definitely go back and add to that post. I was always a creative child. I loved anything crafty and creative. Um, I grew up, my parents always encouraged me to make and would buy me, you know, the supplies or the craft kits or whatever it was. My family is all very, very, very creative. Um, But they all have um, regular jobs. Uh, So when I went to college, there was no one pushing me to become an artist or really telling me how to do that and this was back before blogs and pinterest and so i started out as a double major in social work and interior design but i had no idea what i was actually going to do with that um, because i wasn't a fine artist that's why i chose interior Um, but yeah so then social work i loved and it just made sense so i quickly dropped that and um, dove headfirst into social work and loved that but even in college, I had my sewing machine in my room and I made all kinds of stuff and I was always known as a creative person. Um, but I was just, you know, making stuff and doing what I felt like doing. Um, and then I graduated and got married and then the blogs came about and people were like sharing craft projects online. And so I started doing the same thing. I was just sharing different crafts that I had made and done and loved and sharing tutorials and I was getting a little bit of notice you know my tutorials were doing okay on Pinterest Um, I had one tutorial go completely viral and it was such bad quality the photos and things are so so bad but it it was just so popular I'll link to that in the show notes Um, it was using toilet paper rolls I saved them forever and then cut them up and glued them together to create this big giant wall art that looked like um, it looked like it was iron um, because I spray painted it black and um, it was such a conversation piece and it went crazy viral but that was it that was the end of that I got into scrapbooking and project life and that is how I met Kaylee and then we decided to start an art journaling challenge because we knew that that would help us grow in our creativity and so we started sharing art journal pages on our blogs and linking to one another 
and then that lasted for one week and then people wanted to join us and so then it became kind of an open challenge and then it grew and it grew and it grew and it grew into get messy and you guys have heard that story hopefully um and you can i'll link to that full story if you want to hear that um but i kind of always had the goal in mind like i would love to you know be a full-time blogger and artist and you know get paid for creative work and things but I didn't know how that was going to happen and so I was just doing what I was enjoying and kind of following as opportunities came like Get Messy and we opened Get Messy up as a paid program and we didn't think anyone was going to join but so many people did hundreds of people joined and that's when we realized that we're definitely on to something and this could be a job for us. And so I kept working my day job and kept working on Get Messy on the side and kept creating and blogging and Instagram came around and all of those things. Um, And I just kept learning and um, I just kept taking all the free online classes I could about marketing and growing and things like that and then I started taking paid classes when I started having more money from my creative hobbies and so I just learned everything really on my own and um, yeah and then it just got to the point where it had grown enough that we were ready in our lives my husband and I were ready to leave our jobs Um, he got the job here at the university and financially and everything just kind of worked out to where it was a good logical choice for me to stop working at the school and to transition here full time and so it it was just a good clean break kind of a new start for us and so I started over here this year so been a full-time artist for maybe eight months now seven months um and so yeah so that is what I am doing now and kind of how I got here and so I was blogging for seven or eight years and working towards this for seven or eight years before I got here and um it was completely the least expected route that I thought would happen um and But yeah, I just kept going with it and just following where it led and being open to opportunities and how things were working out and growing and learning as fast as we possibly could with everything. Um, And so now I, if you don't know, um, we have Get Messy, but I also have my own online courses and I um, have started doing some sponsored posts and things on my blog and just slowly growing. Um, I'm teaching workshops in person here in Dubai. Um, And a lot of these things and have come about because I have asked for them. You know, I always joke that I applied to be on a bunch of creative teams. And if you don't know what that is, it's where a company like a scrapbooking company will um, mostly not pay you, but they will like send you free stuff and you make stuff with it and share it and you get a lot of exposure that way. But no one was hiring me to be on their creative team. And so I was like, you know what? I will create my own creative team then. And so that's what we did with Get Messy. And so we created the thing that we wanted to see. And we created our own jobs and did all of this um, from what we were excited about and what our community and our followers were asking for and looking for. 
um, and the workshops and things that I'm doing are because I asked for them. Um, I emailed venues and said, hey, you know, I know you do creative workshops. I would love to teach a workshop on this topic. And they were like, okay, great, you're hired. Um, so, you know, if you're looking for advice, I've gotten a few questions about that on how to get started and how to transition into this. You just have to jump in. You have to do what you want to see and you have to ask for it. You have to reach out to people and ask for help and make friends and um, propose projects and stuff. I mean, and people tell me no all the time. Um, It's not like you reach a certain point and you get to do everything you want. Um, You still have to figure it out and do things on your own. Um, And people are will be really excited about it. You know, if if you just get up and you start doing the thing, people will be really excited and will will join you in that. Um, Okay, so that was the kind of short version of my creative story. Um, And the next question is about calling yourself an artist or creative person um, and if it scares me. And I know that a lot of people talk about this. Um, Yes, it is still so uncomfortable to introduce myself as an artist I go back and forth, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an artist entrepreneur, I'm a creative entrepreneur, I run an online business, an online art business, I teach art online. Um, It is really uncomfortable just because my job is not easy to explain. There is not some a clear cut answer. And um, most people don't know about taking classes online, art classes for adults online. It's a very confusing thing. And then explaining how I run a membership website is confusing and it just doesn't fit neatly into boxes for people. And so it makes them uncomfortable and they like sometimes will kind of backtrack and like kind of get out of the conversation. And but most of the time they are curious but I'm the one that shies away from it. So if I just tell people what I do, half of the time, like I said, they get uncomfortable and they're just like, okay. And then, um, so I'd say a third of the time they do that, a third of their time, they're like, I have no idea what that means. And they will ask more questions because they're genuinely curious. And then a third of the time, people are so excited. And they're like, oh my goodness, will you come teach a workshop for me? let's collaborate on something that's super cool. Um, So you never know the reaction you're going to get. So if you are nervous about calling yourself an artist, you just got to try it and you're going to get bad responses and good responses. And those good responses will encourage you to keep going um, and you just have to ignore the bad ones. And so the next question I have is, do people consider what you do important? And if not, how do you react to that? So... Um, I was at a dinner and I said, I have to go. I have work I have to do tonight. And someone looked at me and said, don't you just run an online message board? And I was like, not exactly. Um, So that was one of the ruder moments, I would say. Um, where people have definitely looked down on what I do or didn't understand it, thought it wasn't important, tried to trivialize it, um, and also just didn't care to learn what it was that I did. And that guy, honestly, he was just a jerk. He's, he's just, that's just who he is. Um, I'm very aware of that. Um, so I definitely did my best to not take that personally. Um, 
even though it was really bothersome. But you just have to move on. Because even when I was a social worker, people would make really nasty comments about social workers and the type of people that I worked with. And um, it's going to happen in any profession. So you just can't let that stop you from telling people what you are and what you do. Um, And, you know, sometimes I can read the situation and feel like people are getting uncomfortable or because they don't know what I do. And so I will push in. I will decide to lean into that and think, you know, I need to educate them on what it is that I do. And I will share more. And normally the conversation gets less uncomfortable because they just don't know the questions to ask. Um, And sometimes I just let it go. It is definitely never worth arguing over for me um, and, and being rude in return. So it just depends on you and how willing you are to have those conversations and to kind of practice what you're going to say. I have definitely found some easy ways to relate it to people so that they understand it better. Um, and that, that makes it easier. And I, I've noticed that it just takes time. Um, the more time I spend with someone, the more I can share little bits and pieces of what I do. And then they eventually get it and get excited about it or at least understand it. Um, and so I don't know why there is such a awkwardness around being an artist and why people don't want to talk about it. But I just say you go for it and just share with people that you're creative. Um, if people ask you what your hobbies are, one of my pet peeves is when people apologize for stuff. Well, I mean, I know it's dorky, but this is what I do. Or, you know, on Instagram stories and people are like, oh, I apologize for how I look. Oh my goodness, that drives me insane. That is just how you look. That is just how you are. Like, it is fine. Just tell people, I spend my weekends crocheting. I would love to show you a picture of what I made. You know, there's just no reason to be ashamed of who you are and what you like to do. Um, And honestly, when you get... um, uncomfortable and honest with people it gives them an opportunity to get honest and uncomfortable with you and people will be like you like to crochet let me tell you about this dorky thing that I also do on the weekends and you'll be amazed at the things people will share with you if you will just at first share um so I just want to encourage you in that that you're not alone everyone has weird hobbies or honestly they're just normal hobbies but they think they're weird or other people think they're weird and so they try and hide them so share what you love to do and it'll be fine honestly it will be fine so the last question is what advice would you give to people wanting to live a more creative life I think that this is my favorite question that I ask at the end of the podcast every episode I ask all of our guests what is living a creative life to you I love the variety in answers um, for me living a creative life means exploring um, it means getting out trying new things doing new things uh, trying new experiences being out in the world and adding to who I am is what living a creative life looks like for me. 
So sometimes those experiences do involve learning how to weave, um, making a weaving. Um, But for the most part, the making side of it isn't the creative part for me. It's the learning and the growing and the doing part. So having a bunch of finished pieces of artwork does not make me creative. The fact that I am doing them makes me creative. Um, And living that creative life is just all, it's all encompassing everything that you do. Um, And I think it's pushing yourself to get out and experience new things. Um, Because if you just go to the same place every day, do the same thing, that's not creativity and that's not growing. And so creativity and growth go hand in hand. And so to do those things, you have to do new stuff, different things. And so whether that's traveling, um, going to events, going to concerts, going to shows, going to museums, um, going for walks, um, anything that is new and different and getting you out of your routine is adding to your creative life. And so that is what I want to encourage you to do today is to do something new. And that can be learning a new um, craft or art skill. But whatever it is that looks like to you that is new, that is what I want to encourage you to do today. Um, That's how I want to encourage you to live a more creative life. Um, So I hope that you find something new that you can get excited about, that you can learn, that you can do and experience, even if it's terrible. Um, It still is a new experience that gives you a story to tell and adds to who you are and to your experiences and to your creativity. And that will shine through in your artwork more than anything else. Much more than taking, you know, a technical class on how to hold a paintbrush. Um, But going and doing something new that's scary and difficult, that is what's going to make your artwork better. So... I hope that these questions and these answers were helpful for you. Um, They're a little all over the map, but it was very fun to answer your questions and talk to you guys and share. And so, like I said, I will have the show notes for you at lauren-likes.com slash podcast. And you can see all the past show notes and you can listen to the episodes there. Um, I would love to hang out with you on Instagram at laurenlikesblog. And I would love for your your input and feedback. And I would love it so much if you would leave a review on iTunes and share what you love about the podcast so that more people can find us and we can all be crafty together. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful and creative week. Thank you so much for listening to How She Creates. I would love to see how you create. Share what you're making on Instagram using the hashtag HowSheCreates. If you love learning about creativity with me, please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. Grab your art supplies and I'll meet you back here next week for another episode of How She Creates.